Gracious God, we come together this night to enter into a journey of preparation, of hoped transformation. As such, we pray that you would continue to speak to us, having heard scriptures of old, speak to us anew. May the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing to you, O Lord, my God. Amen. Ash Wednesday is joyful, isn't it? <laughs> With the scripture reading of sin and preparation for fasting. Well, we begin our series, which is also our journey of Lent, and the series is going to be on seeking. Seeking God and looking for God's voice. It should be easy after all, right? We talk about hearing from God all the time, but how many of us have heard an audible voice? I'm just tilting your head. I don't talk about hearing from God, but people do. God says this, and then they point to the Bible. It's easy, right? Well, not so easy, because all things take interpretation. We find ourselves here as a few of us gather to receive imposition of ashes. It's a morbid reminder of our mortality. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And yet at the same time, it's a reminder of humility. The journey of seeking first, is, uh, first begins with one thing in common, a desire to learn something you do not know already, a desire to experience something you've been longing for. And friends, I'm sure many of us have been on this journey called faith and discipleship for quite some many years. Some of us fewer than others. And as someone who did not have the many years of Sunday school under my belt and times reading the Bible, when I opened it for the first time and I began to read, I had a lot of questions. And you want to know what has happened in the come about 20 years now since that time? I have just as many questions. Did you know that? I have a lot of answers. Don't get me wrong. You get me in Bible study and I will spout off trivia about how, you know, our 40-day fast is reflective of Jesus's 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan. That's why we do this journey. And the special number 40, if you're at trivia or at the, uh, the pancake dinner last night, you'll know my trivia fact, right? which is the 40 days and 40 nights of Jesus in the wilderness mirrored an Old Testament story of what? About it? Israelites wandering in the desert for 40 years. That's what it was. That's the trivia question. Now you know. So I can spew all of those answers out. I can help you understand some of the ancient understanding of the text. I can read the Hebrew, kind of. I can't do the Greek. I can talk about antiquity and the Roman Empire. But when it comes down to the questions of our faith, when I stand up here during times of loss and remembering the life 
of a saint that's gone before us. I unfortunately have no magic ball that sees beyond the veil of death. My hope is the same hope of mystery of yours, of ours. What does it mean for Jesus to be fully man and fully God? I can tell you all the reasons why if you go down a train of thought, it might lead you to problems in your theology. And yet, ultimately, if you're sitting there wondering about that phrase I just said, Jesus fully human and fully God, and it doesn't make any sense to you, it doesn't make any sense. It literally doesn't make any sense. So I often tell people the questions of our faith are the most important things about our faith. The seeking and the experience of God's love and the Holy Spirit are the most important components of it. Because I personally think that the minute we have all the answers, we know exactly what God says, is the minute we begin to miss it. We begin to stop relying, hands open, on God to do something in us, and instead owning it for ourselves, changing it just enough for us. Our journey of Lent, then, is a journey of seeking. And there's lots of big questions out there. But what I love about the prophet Isaiah is he boils it down for us. Faith is complicated, and it's difficult to understand what they're talking about all the time. But did you notice that the prophet Isaiah talks about some things that you should do, that Israel should be doing? That in the end, we can have all the questions of the mystery of the universe, but in the end, what the prophet Isaiah says we should be doing is a whole lot like what Jesus says we should be doing. Feeding the hungry. Bringing houses and homes to those that are houseless and homeless. I mean, think about this for one second, right? The scripture I read to you is 2,500 years old. This is not new mysteries of God being revealed to us now. God has been telling us this over and over again, and we forget it over and over again. And we get ourselves blinded to the ways in which we don't live out the simple things in our faith. And so this Lenten season, I want to invite us to a journey, not just of taking something up. In fact, I've said it before, there's many of us who have taken um, on so much in life and been added to that you don't need to take on or like take on this new project just for the project's sake. I don't think that that's what God wants us to do just for the sake of doing something. And I'm sorry, but did you... Notice that the prophet Isaiah says that you are self-serving in your sacrifice. So friends, if you have the app Noom or Weight Watchers, perhaps giving up chocolate is serving 
what your interest is, right? Not saying you can't do it, but I'm just saying that sometimes we should think about, is this what I want or is this what God is challenging me to? But in all seriousness, whatever you decide to give up during this journey, what's more important is what you decide to do in the journey. Perhaps it's the late night Netflix binging because you got to get caught up. And so instead, I'm going to spend one di five minutes out of that meditating <laughs> without falling asleep. Perhaps it is to go without a meal. And as your body's hunger stirs, you're reminded of our need for God's grace in our lives. And you do something about it. Maybe even take the money from the meal you skipped and give it to someone who doesn't have a meal or the food bank. The thing about Ash Wednesday and this journey of Lent is I can't decide for you what you should do. But my hope is that we might seek together that we might take on some sort of practice that will help us in that journey. And so perhaps you came ready to do that. Great. If you're still thinking, it's okay. So am I. So I'm trying to nail it down. Indecisive. But the goal of all of it is to remind us not if we know and what we can attain and what we can brag about, but to humble ourselves and to recognize that we are in need of God's grace and that we can do the simple things of old, even as we have all the questions in the world. So let us seek God and let us seek justice and mercy and goodness in our community during this season. I invite you to pray with me. Holy and gracious God, you call us to this season of preparation. When Jesus was in the wilderness, he was given all the opportunity in the world to take the world. That the tempter brought him to the cliff and said, look, I can give you everything. And yet power wasn't about attaining it for Jesus, but humbling himself and reminding all to feed the, the hungry, to clothe the naked, to give water to the thirsty. Help us during this season of fasting, devote our lives to seeking you anew and also learning the ways of old to give ourselves back. And in the end, although we're dust and shall return, we remember it's out of the earth that you formed us. It's out of the dust that you make beautiful things out of us. Amen.